0: That about that breath?
1: I don't know. I guess I was just trying to clear a channel mm-hmm. for this episode. Mm-hmm. Get ready for the for what was to come—the ride right of your life. Get ready, get ready for a roller coaster of emotion. <laughs> are you ready? I'm ready. Let's do episode seventeen of My Favorite Murder, Hero. starring George Hart Stark <laughs> and Karen Kilgare. Hi, everybody. Hi, here we are hi hi welcome if you've just started uh hi what's going on in your life how are you guys why do you like murder so much what's up with you did some did you see something weird as an (laughs) eight-year-old or have you always had a weird
0: feeling inside Mm -hmm. can you talk to anyone else in your life about it is this why you're here is that nobody else is interested and you're and you're a freak yeah because that's why we're here hey um so get Good. Good. So here we are. Good on you.
1: That was the intro. Yeah. These are getting better, I think. (laughs) I feel like. I think they're getting very strong. I think we're professionals now. People are like, I just started, I hit
0: play on this podcast, but now I don't know what's happening. Yeah. I'm not sure if it actually started. People are just talking at each other. Are you, I feel a little pressure. Do you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Guys, our ratings went through the roof. Our
1: ratings just blew. I mean... Let's just say it. Let's just say it. We think that there is a computer hacker that's <laughs> gone on to iTunes and hacked us into number one. And clearly they love us. For some reason, this hacker. If Andrew Solomon, if this is you, thank you, my friend. <laughs> You're a good person.
0: It's insane. We're number one on the iTunes comedy podcast list. Yeah. Like our, not our picture, but our logo uh, It's so exciting. Yeah, it's very, it's super cool. And we do want to
1: thank um, Jack O'Brien, who is the host of the Cracked podcast. That can't be a coincidence that that thing got posted and then suddenly all kinds of people were like, hey, I just discovered your podcast. Yeah. So thanks, Jack. You're the best. Yep. Uh, And easy on the eyes. Pretty cute. But he's married. Dimples. Calm down. Everybody's married.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Everyone chill. Uh, but that, yeah, it was super fun That's to be on crazy. that podcast. It was so much fun. He was great. Yeah. This is all like, this is all I'm saying. I feel like.
1: It's weird that we had an idea at a party. <laughs> you had the gumption to actually make me do it. And then something like that would happen. I do that. I make people do stuff a lot. It's good. It's good. Otherwise, I'll just fall into a deep, dark depression. Yeah, same here. <laughs> I'll go into my TV room, close the curtains.
0: Mm-hmm. Ooh. Like Morticia Adams yeah. and then watch British procedurals until I die of old age. This is why my, my blinds that you see right here, my drapes, are are sheer because otherwise it's just Depressionville. Yeah. Oh, that's true. You know what I mean? Because mm. when you can't be in the complete dark... You can't be in the complete dark. Are you
1: telling me we need to go to IKEA and get some new curtains for my T V room? We
0: are absolutely
1: saying that. I'm gonna burn those curtains. It, I have straight up hotel blackout curtains in yeah, my T V room.
0: I have that in my bedroom, but not but in here it's like I I'll get depressed. Yeah. <laughs> Although <laughs> I think you cured my depression. <laughs> I know. It's very helpful. Although at the same time, I don't, I have this thing where dusk makes me really fucking depressed. Dust? Dusk. Oh yes. Yeah. It just reminds me of being a kid, which mm-hmm. sucks, as everyone knows.
1: Being home alone and yes. being like, do I make my own dinner? I'm yeah. only nine. I don't, I'm not going to eat anything because it's too depressing to yeah. eat alone. Oh, I had the opposite reaction. <laughs> That's funny. I was like, I can make toast. I'll make a whole loaf of toast. <laughs> Cheese toast, man. Comforts <sighs> you. Comforts you. It's like,
0: uh, yeah, kid recipes, like crackers with butter on them. Yeah. How gross is that? What about? Did you ever melt, melt butter mixed in brown sugar and vanilla, and just eat that (laughs) out of a cup? (laughs) Never done that. It's. Let me just tell you, it's fucking. That's called poor man's chocolate chip cookie. Fucking delicious.
1: (laughs) You're basically taking everything good in chocolate chip cookies and none of the bullshit. Nope. Fuck baking soda. Totally. Raw eggs. Who needs you? Go away, chickens. I'm just going to eat the good stuff. I love that. Wait, did you include,
0: incorporate any chocolate chips in there? No. I don't think we ever had. We had very little food when I was a kid in my house Mm -hmm. at all times. Um, So it was like, what do I have on hand? I'm going to wrap a slice of turkey around a pickle spear and that's dinner. Totally.
1: I do have a very early memory of drinking cough syrup one time, <laughs> just and jumping on the bed. That's what I was doing that afternoon by myself. Just, it's cool that you knew that cough syrup drinking would be fun. Like, yeah.
0: I I don't think if I had known that I would have been.
1: I mean, if there's ever a sign that a child is going to be an alcoholic for sure, that was it. That was like the Tom Hanks episode of uh, family. <laughs> was it f- not Family Matters? Family Ties. Yeah. Family ties. All right When he I, drinks uh, maraschino
0: Cherry liquid and shit and you're like What's happening I uh, once t- open cut open a tea leaf A tea bag Poured the tea leaf, Tea leaves Wow <laughs> Into a little bit of paper towel Rolled it up like a joint Because <gasps> I wanted to see What it was like to smoke cigarettes I think it was oh. like 10 <laughs> And I smoked that In front of a mirror To see how cool I looked Did you look so cool I No <laughs> Did you barf from that? basically lit on fire. Yeah.
1: You know? Yeah, I would imagine that would go up pretty easily. The point is, don't let your kids be latchkey kids. Well, one time my mom was home. She was just on the phone. And when she got on the horn, she would be on it for like an hour and a half. And I just lit the bed on fire in the back. (laughs) I was was playing with matches. (laughs) And I was just like, (laughs) it was like, strike a match, watch the flame go up, hold it until it got down to my fingers. Done
0: it a million times. Drop it on the bed. Because I
1: was like five. So I was just like, well, I'm done with that. Drop it on the bed. So they're
0: the most flammable. Everything is so. polyester. They like spray extra flammable shit on everything.
1: This is when they were trying to light children on fire in any way possible. (laughs) Yeah. I'm pretty sure what the top. Layer was an electric blanket, which is <laughs> oh also the most flammable thing of all yeah. time. And so, basically, I started a fire, and it got into a like, say, a one foot ring of fire in the middle of the bed. Uh-huh. And I went out to tell my mom, "There's a fire on the bed." And she, I was like, walked up to her, and she waved me Oh off. my god! I'll never forget. It. She was on a, the phone with the crazy long cord. It was mm-hmm. mustard yellow. Mm-hmm. She was walking around the kitchen doing stuff, and I was literally was like, imagine a five year old me with my she's finger like, up. Oh, pardon me, ma'am. And she's like, oh, "Out of here!" And then, so I went back and checked it, and now it was a three foot ring. Are you serious? Yeah. And then that time I was like, Mom. And she's like, Honey, I told you I did it. And then I was like, The bed's on fire. Oh my God, that
0: is so cool. And then suddenly I had a bad reputation in my family. Oh, I'm the asshole. Well, who has a number one fucking murder podcast now?
1: (laughs) Mom. This is
0: the ultimate revenge. (laughs) Oh, that's hilarious. Um,.
1: Also, our numbers are skyrocketing in... uh Britain? Yeah. The UK? Australia loves us. Um those are going... Latvia
0: I hear really? we're doing what? Lo- no, I made that <laughs> up. Um, that's where I'm, my family's from. Is it for really? So maybe maybe a bunch of hard starks are listening. I'll be amazing. Um yeah, Longford
1: and Galway, Ireland. Heads up. That's where my people are from. Nice. Represent.
0: Let's well they ran us ran us out cuz we're Jews. So fuck off Latvia. Oh wait,
1: they ran us out because we we're Catholics.
0: I feel like we were made have a podcast together yeah our ancestors <laughs> wanted this for us. our ancestors <laughs> and our shitty little kid selves <laughs>
1: um i just want to mention someone on the uh, facebook page if you are new to this podcast we're all about that facebook page please join it and join in wonderful and uh sometimes quite frightening conversations mm-hmm. that go on there someone brought up the fact that we pitched out a very interesting and uh uh exciting 911 phone call identifier game that yeah. we also mentioned on the crack podcast but yeah. we still haven't done and there's some people who are pretty pissed
0: mm-hmm.
1: um I explained that I'm very scared of 911 calls they want us to do it anyway so that might be a that might be a good mini
0: I really want to yeah for sure I really want to know if we can tell like it's like okay the other the other yesterday I watched some videos of Ted Bundy being interviewed Only to tell, like, see if I could tell if, like, if I had met him, if I would have known. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's like the same thing with the 911 calls. I wanna know if we wanna play three calls by husbands reporting their wives dead. Two of them are legit, (laughs) one of them, the husband killed her. And we wanna know if we can tell which one. Is yeah. the one who killed her. So we have to listen to two
1: real nine one one calls yeah. of a man whose wife has just oh, been killed. You know, when you I, say I just it like that, walk you through it. <laughs> no, 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 no. no I get Everyone's it. being real, <laughs> playing very fast and loose about the idea of this game, quote unquote. Yeah, you're right. Called nightmare fuel. <laughs>
0: <The> <laughs> what about thing, two?
1: What about one is fake and one is real? Uh, that I can handle. Okay. If we play it once. Because I have listened to these calls. I've watched plenty of forensic files or whatever, but um, they're just horrifying.
0: I know. Even
1: when they're fake, I think they might even be more horrifying when they're fake. Because
0: it's embarrassing. How about we don't do it? (laughs) (laughs) Let's pitch a ton of great games that people love the idea of and never do. And then never do. Why doesn't someone play the game with the Facebook followers? And that can be on them. That's a
1: good idea. And then report back how yep. scarred you are. Yep. Once you're how done. scarred
0: you are and what percentage of people knew.
1: It's interesting that you bring up that Ted Bundy interview, though, because I, as well as a couple of people who are listening and have been talking about it, am rereading The Stranger Beside Me, the Anne Rule classic, uh, who is a crime writer who worked with Ted Bundy on, on what was basically a suicide hotline
0: in Seattle in the 70s. Like, and can you get more Classic than that.
1: I mean, talk about she was meant to write that oh, yeah. book and meant to do that. But, but they the part I'm on right now. He went to this park, um, in I believe it was in like the outer part of Seattle, and uh, this really awesome like lake park. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what it's called. Sorry, and um, he approached. Uh, six different women that day to help him with his boat that wasn't actually there.
0: Holy shit. Help,
1: can you help me with my boat? Then he gets into the car and then he says, Oh, actually the boat's at home. Sorry. I didn't explain that. And, um, he got, that's where he got. At least one girl now. I'm thinking he may have gotten two that day. Shit, I can't remember. I just read this yesterday, but I keep reading it and then falling asleep out of, I think like I need to leave this, right. these facts and go into a dream world. But... It just makes me think he must have been so low key because he looked like he would wear a tennis outfit and he was really good looking and he was kind of tall, you know. Yeah. But here's the
0: thing in the in the interviews, he see he won't make eye contact with the interviewer. Mm -hmm. He like he'll go for long stretches of time, like looking down in a way and not looking up. Yeah. He also has like some kind of weird jerky movements a little bit. So I'm wondering if he like, did he get those after he went to prison and after he killed a bunch of people? Or was he like that then? And would I even have cared? You know? Right.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's that's interesting. Did he have it like it was like a tick almost? Or, yeah. Or something?
0: And I'm like, that's creepy. But may- is it only because I know that's Ted Bundy? Right. He looks like someone my mom would have dated.
1: Yeah. He looks like he looks like a guy that would be in Like a Lipton tea commercial in the late seventies. Yeah, with like
0: his pretty young wife. Yeah. They're, they're toasting the tea. (laughs) They're they're rolling it up and smoking it in a,
1: (laughs) they're smoking some tea together and having a good time. But it is, I, I bet you he was, I think the girls that paid attention, um, were like, got, You know, like at first started talking to him, and then kept on paying attention, and like got into it, uh, got got that weird feeling. And of course, once they got to the car, and like no boat, see you later. I I've got to get back to my friends. But as we've oh sorry, no, I think you're gonna say what I was gonna say. As we've
0: said so many times, you couldn't be a fucking bitch back then, Mm -hmm. and like you were taught to be nice and friendly. And he fucking preyed upon that. And he probably also was really good at like turning on the charm. Oh a hundred percent. Right, so he didn't have a twitch and he was seemed very nice. I bet the twitch came after he was incarcerated, guess, and he was just I'm like thinking. I'm going crazy. I bet that's what happened. I want to kill. Would you how badly would you have would you have wanted to interview him?
1: Hmm. I don't know. I'm not sure about that. Because I, totally I like this story of what they do. I don't want to know that person. Yeah. Or be near that person. Because ultimately they're, you know, a little bit of the devil.
0: Yeah. There's that, um, the Iceman interviews. Oh yeah. Documentary. And that guy just seems normal and likable. He's the guy who was a mobster a hitman, but he was also like a family man. And he's just casually. He hundreds of people. Yeah, right? Casually talking about doing it. Yeah. And he seemed, he had more charm to me and like, likability, like, 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 <laughs> than Ted Bundy did.
1: I know. Well, I mean. But he's got to be a sociopath Or he would have been Eaten alive by guilt And remorse And shame And all that stuff But I
0: don't think he ever Killed women and children So maybe it wasn't like Ted Bundy enjoyed Yes he sure did Like got off on it
1: This guy was like It was his job And he probably felt A little self-righteous In it of like Well they owe money Or
0: you know They wronged someone Well I mean, I support that. No, I don't.
1: Um, That's why mafia k- hits don't interest me. Yeah, because it's almost like a business transaction. Like you don't don't deal with people who will kill you because they'll kill you. Totally. They tell you they're going to kill you. You borrow money from them. You don't pay it back. They kill you. Yeah. That's they very have a
0: history of killing you. Yeah, they're good with killing. Yet somehow we we still date men. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, let's not do. Let's not be those people. Let's fucking get in there. No, no, we won't. I'm kidding.
1: Uh, <laughs> All the <laughs> the ratings drop to <laughs> to zero. Oh, I see what this whole oh, podcast. Oh. oh, Ghostbusters two.
0: <laughs> <laughs> here, here. Um, let's really quickly do some. Um, what's the word? Like housekeeping, housekeeping, housekeeping. Ding dong. You. If, if you're new at listening to this, I Georgia forget words regularly, and Karen and I Karen do as well. No, you remembered them for me. Oh, is that how you <laughs> I think that's how I see. it. <laughs> okay. Um so my favorite murder shirts, the first official shirts are up. The shirts. We have them. They're so cute. It's the it's the adorable drawing mm. The adorable murder drawing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Karen and I are surrounded by a bunch of murder weapons. Says my favorite murder on it. it's done by Michael Ramstead, Who's like this fucking awesome artist? Yeah, I love that picture. Um, and he let us you he let us buy it. And it's so you can go to myfavoritemurdershirts.com slash collections. So my just go to myfavoritemurdershirts.com dot com mm-hmm. and buy a shirt. It's only open. The, the shop's gonna be open for like two weeks. So get on it. We'll probably sell more later, but. I probably shouldn't say that. I should be like, oh my God, a limited time only. Yeah, of course. You have four hours. How is that? (laughs) (laughs) And you guys, all right. I'm just going to say one word. Uh Uh-huh. Patreon. Oh, yes. Yeah. How do we, I feel weird. No, we're doing it. Okay.
1: I mean, there's a, it's a thing that people get to have. It's not our thing. It's people have the option of paying money for a podcast they like. Yeah, that's just something everybody does. Okay, everyone I know does it. Okay. Everyone with a podcast that has a bunch of listeners does it.
0: Okay, it's patreon. dot com slash my favorite murder.
1: Georgia set one up. We don't know what we're doing. Nope. We're still finding out. Yeah. Um. But something's there.
0: Yeah. If you want to be like, you know what, I like this. Okay, here's a buck. Yeah, we figure if
1: there's like a bunch of people listening, we might as well be like, oh, we're a real podcast that does things real podcasts do. Yeah.
0: And like, I pay for music and movies and books on tape. Yeah. So if you feel like it, no pressure. Yeah, let's. We don't have to feel guilty. Okay, I won't. Okay, <laughs> goodbye. So, anyways, that was a podcast. Thanks for listening. Bye. Goodbye. Bye, stuff. It's Bye. All,
1: now it's become all housekeeping. <laughs> uh, in my in my end of housekeeping, I just want to commit. I want to improve every episode. I want to be a better podcaster every time we do this. Okay, I really want to stop saying literally. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I say it so much. Don't make me say I, you literally want to. I literally want to kill myself. It's that thing where when I hear other people do it, I roll my eyes internally of like, how dumb are you? Then I
0: listen back to this podcast. And I'm like, I am the girl I hate. No, but when you say it, I know what you're talking. I hear you saying it. I don't think it's too much, but I hear it's with so com- so much conviction. I think it's the same when I say fuck, it's like <laughs> I mean it. You know, it's like literally a, is my fuck. Yeah, it's like a way to express how passionate I feel about something. I'm just gonna work on my vocabulary. Okay, I don't want to say like as much anymore. Oh, good luck with that. <laughs> good, <like> with that. <laughs> good luck with that. Good. Oh no! Don't laugh at that. Karen. It was, that was funny. No funny. It was fast and
1: funny. That's how I like it. <laughs> okay. Um, Should we? Get to the oh sorry uh, one other thing. go for it i was really shitty about the cops that worked the chandra levy chandra levy case last week i was so i did the thing i hate when i hear on other podcasts which people and and it happens a lot i think it's just a natural effect of going through a case and being bummed out it, i was so like armchair quarterback about like and they didn't even find a clue whatever it was like easy for me to say i've never been a cop the funniest part about it is Half of my family are in the San Francisco Police Department. Oh, really? It's not like I am uh, against cops or judge them or yeah. anything like that. It's it's a f- it's something that a lot of people in my family do. Good men, smart men. So,
0: um and women. yeah, when I listened back to that, I was like, oh, no, don't do that. It's for as someone who studies a lot as people you and I study a lot of true crime. It's frustrating to see how slow a lot of the stuff is. But I think that we're not noticing we're not. Understanding or paying attention to how much um, how much is put into place so that innocent people, you know, don't how many rules and regulations and restrictions yes. and all these like all this red tape, like even getting when when they can't get a fucking search warrant and it's like they sh- you should have been able to get a search warrant. It's frustrating, but it's put into place for people like you and I so far in our lives who haven't committed murder.
1: And also, yeah. So cops can't just come into your house whenever you want and be
0: like, "We kind of suspect you." Here's the paperwork. Right. So it's frustrating when there's a lot of evidence that the person did it, and or that there's something's going on, and there needs to be like immediate action taken. Yeah, but there's, you know,
1: and also the more these stories you read, you know. Which is I know 100% that cops know this is every second count so mm-hmm. like the fact that things got delayed by weeks or months right. is like makes you want to pull your hair out but I think that's also a thing that's steadily been improving yeah. since that time right. I mean the, the more things like this happen
0: we need more renegade cops yeah like in the fucking like the horrible cop in the show the f- the family that got canceled
1: oh Can you believe our uh, ringing endorsement of that show that immediately gets canceled? That was
0: hilarious. Poison. Us? No. We're fucking... We're changing the system. Uh, Should we do our favorite murders? Oh, one more thing. Sorry. Housekeeping. This is how the whole show goes. I ask if we should do it.
1: Karen mentions another i just want to say i we just found this out we get to go to the la podcast fest this year which will be september 23rd to 25th um at the sofitel in los angeles across from the beverly center one of the greatest malls in this town i
0: think it's yeah it's a prison uh The Beverly Center prison I think Allie Um, was just saying that on the other podcast That uh, it looks she thought it was a prison When she first moved to LA That's
1: hilarious because
0: all those crazy levels of parking And it's just concrete And so many prisons have Sephora's
1: <laughs> um, but that's in September. We figure we tell you now if you you want to come because they have a ton of great podcasts. Live. Um, it's all live shows. All live. So you basically stay in the hotel. If you go to LAPodFest.com, they, you can register and get a cheap hotel room now. And then everything takes place in the hotel.
0: I'm really excited. I've always wanted to do the LA podcast festival i just didn't know how and you just made a call
1: yeah that's what i do i've got juice and i'm willing to use it for this podcast
0: her promo code SPACE80. There's something about the sound
1: of an old-timey cash register that really takes me back.
0: I know. It sounds like someone is about to hand me an ice cream cone, but it also sounds like we just sold some merch. That's right. And if you're a Shopify user like us, you know that this sound
1: All right. That's d- I'm swear to God. I'm done this time.
0: <laughs> Literally done. Now. Literally like totally done. So we, this, the point of this, this podcast, if you're new is that the title is my favorite murder and Karen and I tell each other our favorite murders. Sometimes there's a theme. Sometimes there's not today. Absolutely. No theme. <laughs> no, thank you. No I think it's your time to go first. Is it Okay. I think so. Whew, this is a, this is a interesting one that I'm really excited about. Okay. Um, so, and I've been okay, so a lot of people have found the podcast through my husband Vince's podcast, We watch Wrestling, yeah, which is also on Feral. um and and a lot of ladies on the podcast or men have said, Uh, I listen to my favorite murder and you listen to we watch wrestling and sometimes I'm on there's like an overlap and they get excited and it's silly.
1: Are you talking about cute couples that listen to Uh the cute couples Georgia and Vince's different podcasts? Thank you. I mean, it's like you're the Prince William and Queen Vicky. of uh, What's her name? <laughs> Queen Vicky.
0: <laughs> I think it's Queen Vicky. Is it
1: Queen Vicky and Prince William of England? It's definitely Queen Vicky. Hey, England, let us know if that's right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we just lost so many lists. We just lost Queen Vicky listening. She's like, like that bitch. All right. So there's this murder that he told me about when we first started dating that I didn't know about because it's in the wrestling world. And it's the murder... The murder-suicide of and by Chris Benoit. Wow. Have you heard of that? His name? Chris Benoit. How old is it? Um, it happened in 2007. I think I did hear about it, but I know nothing about wrestling at okay. all. Okay. Yeah. And I didn't when I first met him. And now I know all this stuff, so it kind of makes sense to me. So I wanted to explain it because it's fa- actually really fucking interesting and crazy. And murder-suicides are, like, they're really interesting to me because what, the, like it's, it's like, encapsulated in this home usually the horrors that go on in this little home where people have lived and been happy and feel safe and it somehow degrades into this insanity yeah and what's crazy about this one is it the the murder it was the murder of his wife and his young son and it happened over the whole weekend Ugh. so he kills his wife Friday night like lives in his house being like what the fuck am I gonna do he's Let's start from the beginning. Sorry, but when we talk about that, sometimes that
1: anxiety—I feel like I've—I've I've had that anxiety of like after you kill somebody when you don't know you're in a panic. But mine is about different stuff,
0: I'm like <laughs> that, not when you murder someone.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but it's almost like when you say like when you talk about that, and I'm immediately like, oh, I know how that feels. or it's like, no, Karen, you have no idea how that feels.
0: I guess you can you can sympathize with being like I I had this one little freak out and did something that's unchangeable yes and I wish and if I could go back and take it back I could and time isn't a flat circle so why is a flat circle so why can't I go back and change it yeah if I pray hard enough or whatever
1: nope yeah and and meanwhile you're just walking from room to room in a house that no longer looks familiar right and you're yeah you're experiencing freakouts on a whole new level
0: yeah and life doesn't feel real sometimes so you would one would think that you can change it and go back right but you can't but just like when you send a bad text Sorry. That is permanently sent. Just like when you accidentally CC everyone in an email. (laughs) It's the same thing, right? Exactly. So that's why
1: we always put a forty-eight hour hold on our social media exchanges, get let the emotions pass. Oh. That's smart. And then respond.
0: Another good thing to do is write the response and send it to a friend.
1: Oh yeah. Just be like, hold
0: on to this for me.
1: What does this look like to you? Yeah. Total insanity? Yeah. Good to know.
0: Yeah. But then when you're in the moment, you're like I don't want to know. I'm right. Oh, my God. Or just immediately, like,
1: go fuck yourself immediately. That was the right thing to do.
0: Yep. (laughs) 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 Then just stand by it. Never drop that stance. (laughs) Even if you know you're wrong. Okay. So, Chris Benoit was a Canadian professional wrestler. Um, He had a 22-year career. He held 22 titles. um, And he had the victory of the World Heavyweight Championship main event match in WrestleMania. What are two X's next to each other? That's 20. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> or that's almost super dirty. Yeah. Third grade was a hard year for me. <laughs> Couldn't concentrate? No. Okay. Um, I was just smoking too many. So many. (laughs) Tea cigarettes. (laughs) Tea cigarettes. So I didn't even know about this guy, but he was huge, like The Rock. I don't think he was as big as The Rock, which is a wrestler everyone knows, but he was pretty big up there. Um, He was widely respected by viewers and peers, and people really liked this guy. He was a little weird and a little quiet and intense. A lot of people said he was intense, but that he was a nice guy. Mm -hmm. He had a lot of friends. um, But so... It suggests that depression and brain damage accrued from numerous concussions Yeah. that was contributed to him committing these awful crimes. The
1: concussion thing is big. Well, I we're going to get into that. Okay. Yeah, it really is. And then you just hit play on the movie concussion. <laughs> and we're just going to sit
0: and listen to the whole
1: thing. Listen to Will Smith do this accent and explain to you why concussions are bad.
0: Is that a good movie? I've never seen it. Okay. I, I don't want to watch it if it wasn't yet. Will Smith. Because that guy is actually really fascinating. That doctor? Yeah, I watched a documentary with him and he's like... Oh, I
1: bet the- it's actually a great movie. I just, of, of all the things I have to do in my day, right. sitting down to realize how basically they've subsidized subsidized damaging people's brains. It'll never stop happening. There's too much money. And it's a machine where people care more about making money than human beings. I just get really depressed.
0: There's a period at the end. That's all true. It- it's all... <laughs> So he, well, here's the thing. One of his, one of his moves was the diving headbutt. Oh, no. So he'd stand at the top of the turnbuckle, you know, when they climb up high. um, And he would spread his arms out and just like do a fucking fall, headbutting the other guy on the canvas, either in the back or elsewhere. So using his head basically as a weapon. Yep. But like free fall head. Jesus Christ. So he had another signature move, which will come back, called the crippler crossface And this is a submission hold where he would lock the opponent's arms behind him with his legs while pulling back on his neck. It's almost like a hardcore um, headlock, Mm -hmm. but like on the face. And sometimes the move would even knock people unconscious. Oh, so we'll get back to that. Real unconscious? Not wrestling unconscious? Real unconscious. Um, So on June 25th, 2007, um, the police were called to Benoit's like incredible gated security hardcore mansion. And they couldn't get in because of all the gating and stuff, which they could have climbed over. But there were two crazy Doberman Pinschers. Sorry, German Shepherds roaming the front lawn. E. Like this guy was hardcore security showing that he had a lot of paranoia, yeah. but also was rich and famous. So understandable. yeah, but I bet a lot of people don't have like
1: Nazi dogs. Totally. You know, on the property. Yes.
0: And so the home was in Fayetteville, Georgia, but it was like an unincorporated part Um so they had to get the next door neighbor, Holly uh, Schreifer, who, sometime, who was a good friend of Nancy Benoit, the wife, and would sometimes take care of the dog. So she clopped, Clyde, clopped, <laughs> clopped on over the fence. <laughs> she was part horse. She clippity clopped. <laughs> she did a, what's a horse maneuver? Um, you know, some dressage. She, she did like a dressage treatment. right over the fence. That's a general. Part of making fun horses. of murder. No, making light of murder. That's what we... Or just making light of mistakes in our mouths. That's it. Yeah, I'm not making... <laughs> this Holly person sounds like a good person. So she got over, she... And then then she went into the house, which you're like, Aye. oh, civilian,
1: don't do that. Wait, sh- well, the cops are waiting outside. She goes over the fence to open all the shit, but she goes into the house. Yep. So she sees everything first.
0: Well, she goes over the fence, locks the dogs in the house in like a little spot. Oh. And then is like, I'm just going to do a once around because she can't get a hold of her friend Nancy. Holly... Let the cops do the once around. Don't do do a once around. You're. Oh. She finds the kid, Daniel. No. So should I. Oh. Basically, he did that crippler cross face to on me. the kid. Ugh. this little. I think he was seven. No. There's reports that he had something called. Um, where did it go? He had a genetic syndrome called Fragile X meaning he was met the criteria for autism. It's inherited. It's like kind of a, it's like an intellectual disability, but there's conflicting evidence of that. So I don't know if that's true. Uh, so, I, so what happened was, this is all over the place, isn't it? No, no, no. Oh, it's you were true. just nodded your head. And I thought no, you
1: I, I have, to, I nodded my head so I don't picture Holly walking through the house and what she's seeing because yeah, that's the bummer.
0: So here's how it took place on Friday night. Benoit kills his wife. Le- and he leaves her bound at the ankles and wrists he covers her in a sheet and he leaves a bible by her body It's not gonna work i know died of asphyxiation had bruises on her back and stomach and he had been physically violent with her in the past mm-hmm. he had been abusive so, well,
1: because also, I'm sorry, but on top of c- concussions, he's probably taking a bunch of steroids, well, right?
0: Yeah. So they're both taking a ton of steroids. There's a ton of the ma- wife, too. Yeah. Oh. There's a ton of marital discord. It's on again, off again. They had just she had filed for divorce and, and then um, didn't go through with it she leaves all the time he's possibly having an affair there's like all these text messages between the two of them i should say the book that i was reading about it is called chris and nancy by Irvin muchnick muchnick mr muchnick. muchnick um it's really good if you want to learn more about it and it's detailed was she a wrestler too yeah uh no she was like the hype man girl you know the hot girls that come into the hold a with, big card over their head that's no that's boxing i think <laughs> <laughs> she'd be his like s- his sidekick kind of like the woman and you know and actually her she was so interesting and gorgeous that her name at the time was just woman was her like handle <laughs> yeah that's how gorgeous she was yeah that she was re- reduced yeah. to a one thing. yeah eye. so she they got set up um by her husband at the time in as like a You know to be like Oh they're, he's cheating With Benoit And then they ended up Getting married So it worked Oh So anyways So But it was a story It was a wrestling storyline That came true Yeah Okay yeah. So their lives Were a bit surreal Anyway Definitely okay. Definitely um, So she Let's see There was a pillow Leaning against her head It sounds like What happened was They probably got in a big fight And it escalated And he killed her The weird part to me Is that he tied her up because that's a, that shows like premeditation to me. Mm-hmm. He didn't just like hit her so hard or get angry and strangle her. He tied her up and then killed her. I wonder because steroids,
1: it's like I, I took speed for a little while in the 90s mm-hmm. to lose weight. Sure, we all did. And right? Mm-hmm. Fun, fun. And it made me insane like just angry from the second I woke up in the morning. Yeah. And if you're on steroids, which is it, they're basically rage pills. Yeah, so that, it's two people on steroids. I'm sure that everything was
0: intensified times a million. Yeah.
1: Like, and they're, and they're it reacting off each other, but it's not, there, there's not, it seems to me, I would assume there's not one person going,
0: Hey, let's relax for one yeah. second. Yeah. It's just everybody's going through Escalation. the relationship and he was supposed to leave that weekend for another match and she just was so pissed that he was leaving all the time. They they found the amount of pills that they ended up finding in the house is just incredible. It's they found Soma and hydrocodone which is fucking heroin, right? And mm-hmm. Xanax and all these, you know, Ambien and and of course steroids. And he was actually exempt from the rule that you can't take steroids. Be- in the in in WWE because he had ruined his body so badly with steroids that he had couldn't make testosterone on his on his own anymore, so he had to take steroids to get testosterone. Oh, okay. So even though there's right. a no no te- no steroid rule. He, he was, was he was
1: taking it medically.
0: Yeah, but that's so shady. Right. Like that's the that's your solution for being fucked up on steroids is I'm such a bad Coke addict that I need to take Coke. Right. Yeah. I've ruined my ability to st- Whatever. Anyways, <laughs> all of the above. Yes. So, so be- between the two killings, about three thirty p.m. on Saturday, um, it it looks like he might have killed Daniel on Saturday, the next day. So he's hanging out in his house with his fucking wife in the office, dead, not knowing what to do. Calls his coworkers and is like, "I can't make it. My my wife and kid have um, food poisoning." And they're really sick kind of tells everyone that so they won't call yeah so daniel the kid was then suffocated in his own bedroom a children's bible was left by his body and he had become kind of a religious fanatic at that point by reading he was reading <laughs> in passages. That
1: span of the, in that weekend yeah i mean yeah. up
0: until this you know leading up to the murders he killed his son with the chokehold no bruises and um yeah, so he had needle marks in his arm, suggesting he had been given growth hormones. The son or the the son, because he had he was undersized because of this fragile X syndrome that he supposedly had. But I don't understand that completely, and I'm wondering if he gave him sedatives. Oh, so he could, so he could, uh, yeah, you know what I mean. Yes, that would almost be a tiny bit of a relief, as hideous as that sounds. I, I agree, and he think he, and I think in his mind, people have surmised that he was. Think, thought he was doing a mercy killing of course he had killed the mom let's just fucking end this in yeah. the same way that i think a lot of men who do the murder suicide sh- shenanigans to their family are like I- i've lost all our money i'm not gonna make you live this way and yes. kill the family right just fucking insane we're good we want to live as someone who well could be yeah a wife it's and a kid,
1: it sounds it's twisted as some sort of noble move it's total narcissism it's complete narcissism to think that they're an extension of you and you get to make that call. Right. It's nuts. Right. And also everybody's in debt. Yeah. Relax about it.
0: Yeah. It's it's, it's complete. It's it's them it's him, it's the person not wanting them to find out what a fucking that he wasn't who they he said he was. Right. Well, also this is classic drug brain too. Well, like here, it's like yeah. 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 Let me get to so yeah. So it's okay, so he dies. This is how he kills himself. He dies of asphyxiation. He was found hanging by the cord of a weight machine. So he goes down to the weight the weight room, and he um, he's sitting upright on a bench, on like a weight a weight bench facing the weight machine. So you can imagine like doing pull downs. What do they call them? <laughs> I work out a lot. Uh, as you can see by my. He did my... like six reps of pull downs. Right. Okay. He was shirtless. Um, His leg was extended, his right blah 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 blah. The black nylon weight machine cable was around his neck. A strip of white towel was underneath to keep the cable from cutting into the skin, which is like, you don't deserve that, dude. Uh, And he was being... also, what's the point? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And he was being held in a sitting position by the cable. So I think (sighs) what he did is just like let go of the weight and strangled himself. Yeah. And it appears that he... He actually tried to maximize his own pain, which is so sad. It it sounds like he he knew he did something wrong. Yeah. It doesn't sound like he was like, I'm going to murder suicide. Everyone. It was like, here's a mistake. Compounded with a mistake. Compounded with a mistake. God, it's terrible. Yeah. He's trapped. He's trapped in this horror show. Somaliers would like to note. I'd like to note that there was a bottle of dynamite vineyards, 2000 Merlot next to the body. Why? I think I
1: probably drank it. What what sick fuck sommeliers (laughs) need to make that note? You assholes. (laughs) Me?
0: No. (laughs) They didn't really ask that. They didn't really request that, Karen. (laughs) Who, me? (laughs) This is the episode I turn on you for liking murder. You dick, Georgia. (laughs) This is disgusting. How dare you? Um, So let's talk about his brain damage. So after after the murders and such... um, they, there was no pre preexisting mental or physical ail- ailments. He did have some depression, obviously. Um, and where did my other notes go? Oh, they're at the printer. <laughs> I left my fucking notes. T- well, at let's the sing printer. a little song
1: about the printer. There are my printer
0: notes. The printer. Da, da, notes. Da, 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 da. Luckily, e- it's just right there. Printer. Feels <laughs> good. Um, uh, so we, we should of walk a- it off a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, uh they've been searching for answers the family because it does not add up that this is the same man. Who, this lovely man. Right. Yeah. This family man's 7-year-old son they, of course down ana- ana- anabolic steroids. Mm-hmm. They thought that it was roid rage, but it turns out that um my theory's wrong. It wasn't roid rage. I mean, I'm sure there was some added to that. He Benoit's brain was that of an eighty six year old Alzheimer's patient. Oh no. Yeah. In the same way with football players who are constantly getting concussion after concussion. And I mean there there's a story in this book about how in one fight he and this other guy just banged each other's fucking heads into each other until they bled that hurts so bad
1: when Does you it? hit heads with another person yeah. have you ever done that accidentally no like you both bend down fast right. at the same time no, Steven so right. knows what I'm talking about <laughs> and you smack your head it it is loud and it yeah. hurts for like 20 minutes after fuck and the idea that that's what he basically did for a living is have
0: you ever had a concussion
1: no, I did get flipped out of the back of a, a truck when I was Jesus. in seventh
0: grade. <laughs> Remember when we could light fires in our room alone and <laughs> sit in the back of trucks? Yes. This is the country life that I led. No, this is the 80s, man. Yeah,
1: we well, already put them on notice. Yes, that's true. And for good fucking reason. Yeah. Me and my friend, it was my, my dad was so livid because he told us, don't drive that truck Definitely. too far away. The brakes aren't great We drove up Into the National Park Uphill 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 um, And as we're driving We can smell the brakes In the back oh. And But it was It was our next door neighbor Andy Me My sister Her friend Maureen Her friend Christine God, And I remember Andy's everything. friend I'm so impressed I can't remember Andy's friend's name oh. Poor kid Who was the one driving the truck mm-hmm. We come to, We start going down a hill Through a campsite Brakes go out <sighs> He the, Literally is driving a, a truck with Four girls in it With him And the brakes go out He hits the back of Andy's car Andy pulls forward he tries to go over onto the side of the dirt embankment He f- instead he drives up onto the dirt embankment flips the car holy shit me and Holly my best friend Holly Gardner was with me we go flying out of the back of the truck and mid air I remember very clearly thinking when I hit the ground my skirt's gonna fly up over onto my back and my underwear will be showing so I have to make sure the second I hit the ground I have to stand up and I literally hit and stood up immediately do you think that's Saved you? Yes, for sure. Well, Holly fell too, but she neither of my mom was a nurse. She woke us up five times that night to check our eyes for, oh, for right. concussion eyes.
0: I just imagine a concussion, and maybe I've had one and I just don't remember it, but I could the the wobbly brain sin, like that. It's just nothing feels right, and you don't even understand that you have a concussion, I don't think. That's How did hard. you get a concussion? Maybe I didn't. <laughs> Are you totally full of shit right now? No, maybe I've had a concussion, and that's why I don't remember anything. Oh. <laughs> I think I think I was in a car accident when I was a kid and had one. Yeah, hit your head. Yeah,
1: it, it, but I don't know. Like that. But I
0: was with a girl once who had one because her, she got clunked in the head with a softball, like, Oof. and she just started crying. We were like hanging out at night, and she starts crying and has to go to the hospital. Anyways, Jesus. it looks terrible. It seems terrible, but can you imagine having having dozens over a ten year span? Yeah. Yeah, and that just sidebar totally is like points, makes
1: me want to point to OJ right now because that's that thing of like, yes, in the beginning he was the American hero, but when you have a full career where that happens to you every day, practice and in games, you know, 50 times a week or whatever, your brain
0: cannot, you don't remain the person that you started as. Vince told me an interesting thing recently that, um, Hockey players, like in the 70s, they, they put in the, or maybe even like the 80s or 90s, like at some point they were like, helmets have to be used. Yes. But if you've been playing before that, it was your choice if you wanted to he- wear a helmet. So everyone from that on, then <laughs> ah. on had to wear a helmet if you got hired. <laughs> but you might have been just too far gone where it's like, fuck it, you don't have to. Yeah. If you, if you uh, own, if you like, if you've owned a motorcycle before 19, you know, you don't have to wear a helmet. It's like, if that was a law.
1: I really love hockey players. So much because hockey is so graceful and beautiful, and yet v- insanely violent and male, which it's I think so is violent. very sexy. Oh, but um I don't like
0: fights; they scare me. What Georgia? Really? It's the stuff of life. I hate fights. Two guys punching each other. Oh, I hate it. It makes <gasps> me so. Especially, I think it's hilarious. In ice, in ice skating. What if ice skating? <laughs> <we> just- <laughs> ice fight. Yeah, that's what this is. What if ice, ice skating had the same amount. <laughs> Oh my God. No, but in, in Michelle Kwan just punching yeah. somebody in the face. There's something about in um in hockey that because they're so bulked up and have so much padding on that the punches and the whole fight is slow-mo. Yes. And so you can see their face and I'm always like, is he going to cry? I just, it stresses <laughs> me. I don't like it. I bet they'd never cry. I bet no, but they like, You know when you you know when you're really angry and you and you're like trying not to cry. Yes. I always wonder if they're feeling that. It is just funny that there. It's
1: that that is a sport where fighting is completely allowed, accepted, and the refs pretend they're going to do something and they just let them fight it out. Totally. It's very violent.
0: Yeah. So and one would think with wrestling, it being like um, almost like an acrobatic feat, it's not like it's not you're not really hurting the person, right? that you wouldn't get hurt then. But I mean, there's so many accidents that happen and so many bad wrestlers that that don't do know wrong. how, that don't know how to interact with other wrestlers when they're fighting. Or- they also
1: do that stuff. I remember seeing that documentary. I just saw part of it about mankind. Oh, He's amazing. When he fell through I the fucking him. chain link fence. <laughs> There was a part where he just gets clocked in the head with a folding chair. Oh, yeah. And it's a real folding chair. It's not... They don't use, like... They don't mock anything Tin up. Foil. They pick up a real metal fucking high school auditorium folding chair yeah. and hit each other in the head with them. They
0: don't do that anymore. There's, you're not allowed to hit in the head anymore. Because of the mankind rule? Probably. I think because of the Chris Benoit rule. Really? Yeah. I because think,
1: it, it, they realized how bad it is. Yeah.
0: I think he did a lot to, to make that and not allowed anymore um so yeah so let's see wait so um repeat concussions can lead to dementia which can c- contribute to severe behavioral problems blah blah blah. wait there's one other part of um yeah sorry like it took f- us down a no me flying out and of and the this truck is, and we've talked about it also 85 year old alzheimer's patient <sighs> lifetime chronic concussions head trauma I kind of didn't even know what he
1: was doing. Maybe.
0: (sighs) I think it's just such a severe personality change. Like, like, you know, you and I, when we're 85 are going to act in similar ways that we do now, we're not going to kill people. We're not going to like, you promise. I'll try my best to live to be 85. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah, let's get
1: that done first, yeah, can we and just then achieve that. And at that can... point, we might just start killing people because I mean, no one would
0: suspect us. I mean, you might as well, right? Yeah. So yeah, but the but he just was a different, a different person with different emotions and different moods than the person he was raised to be and was for years and years, probably. It's so sad. It's so sad. So Chris Benoit—that's my favorite murder this week. That's a good one. Thank you.
1: MadeInCookware.com.
0: That's M-A-D-E-I-N Cookware.com. Goodbye. Goodbye. If you're like me, you're always looking for a story to dive into. Whether it's a family drama or a mystery to solve, the key to getting hooked is the details. I need rich visuals and intricate storylines, and June's Journey has that and more.
1: I got the idea from my friend Carol Kraft, who is li- listens. Hi. Um, she and my sister have worked together, uh, did work together at Lou Sutton Grammar School in Novato, California. For years, she was the school secretary. She's one of the funniest people on the planet. Carol Kraft is the greatest. And she, my sister, when she told my sister she's listening to the podcast, my sister said, Uh, What's your hometown Mm. murder And Carol immediately said Duh it's Jennifer Moore And then I remembered and Laura remembered And uh, The reason I I, So I started looking it up because I was like Oh is that that thing And the memory um, The kind of like central memory I have around it is my mother Okay so my hometown is Petaluma, which mm-hmm. is the first city in Sonoma County, and Novato is the last city in Marin County, and they, they are right against each other. Okay. So, uh, like, my high school, a bunch of people who lived in Novato drove up to Petaluma to go to my high school. Got it. Because there wasn't a Catholic high school in Nevado. You um,
0: went to a Catholic
1: um, high school? Yeah. Wow. A really small one. Um, so I had a ton of friends that lived in Novato. Um, they're, ki- you know, they're kind of like those two cities. You're go- you're going back and forth yeah. a lot up there, and Novato is is kind of like a bedroom mm-hmm. community for um, c- people who work in San Francisco commuters and stuff, right? Because um, it's really nice and close to the city, but still outside enough so that you are in a nice kind of country suburb. Yeah. And uh, and it's basically it's tons of tract homes and beautiful little like shopping areas and oak trees and Rolling fields and stuff. It's a it's a really lovely little city. Sounds really charming. It is charming. So my mom used to work at the Kaiser in San Rafael, which is the next big city down below Mm Novato. And so when the one hundred and one got backed up, which it always did because it narrowed between Novato and Petaluma, so all of the traffic would just get all condensed. What everyone would do was get off the freeway and take the back roads. And so. You go down Nevada Boulevard, and Nevada Boulevard takes you out to, like, Stony Point Road, which is where the um, the cheese factory is. And, like, that's where you take relatives that are visiting, and it's basically a cheese factory that's way out in the country okay, next to a lake.
0: I used to have to drive by this whole area when I went to court reporting school in, like, not San Jose, but, like... Court reporting school? Yeah. You never told me you went to court reporting <laughs> well, school? Well, I never finished...
1: But excuse
0: me, that's episode one information. God damn it! Yeah, I worked at a, I went to court reporting school, and you never could do finished. that
1: machine, mm-hmm. Georgia. Because I
0: worked at a court reporting office, and these women made like so much money, and it was fascinating. to yes. just sit in depositions, which is like my I would just sit there and read depositions all day. That's amazing. Which is probably illegal. Um, <laughs> so I decided to go to court reporting school. But it's oh, I'm jealous. I'm
1: angry. <laughs> I have all these feelings running through me right now. Oh, I'm sorry. That's okay. Go ahead. Sorry. Go on. Um, no, I just, we're, we'll talk later. <laughs> um, so, my mom was driving home on the they, we call it the backroads. So basically, you just it's like you're cutting around through the country to get up to Petaluma out of Novato. And um, on the way out of Novato, there's Indian Valley Golf Course. There's Stafford Lake. And then, you know, on. So it gets very country very quickly right outside the city. That's cool. Um, So my mom was driving home one night and it was dusk and uh, she saw cops on the side of the road and she saw them pulling garbage bags out of a ditch. (laughs) And when she got home, she saw on the news... And I, I'm almost positive we were there with her because I can remember, but uh, but I do this all the time where I can write memories very easily. Oh, for sure. But, um, I feel like I remember my mom having a freak out because she saw on the news they had finally discovered the body of the little girl who had gone missing four days earlier. Oh, and no. that was this girl, Jennifer Moore. So she, my mom actually saw them find the body, which is... Wow. When my sister reminded me of it in this text, I was like, this is epic I'm I couldn't mm-hmm. be more proud
0: where that your brain can just lose these mo- like we talk about this every week murder and I never thought about lost. it. lost yeah it's just kind of not it's f- so filed so far back Totally.
1: so essentially this is what happened um, Jennifer Moore was 13 years old uh, and on Thursday April 13th 1989 she called her mom at work crying because she had gotten three C's on her report card Aww. so her mom said you go walk down and buy some ice cream. Aww. And so um, and this is another thing where I didn't I didn't look into it, but it pretty much sounded like she was being raised by a single mother and she was latch keying just like we all did. Fuck. Um, so she goes to walk down to the Baskin Robbins on Nevada Boulevard, which as I was reading this is like I knew exactly where all of this was as I was reading it. Um, and so when the mom comes home from work that night, Jennifer's not there. And she knows from the last time she talked to her, when she told her to go get ice cream, it was way, way, way too long for her not to be there. Yeah, um, she knew she wasn't a runway. I I read in this article, interestingly enough, the age. 12 to 14 are prime runaway years. And so anytime someone is that age and they call to report the missing, the cops have the habit of assuming this is what it is because that's usually um, the or it's commonly the case. Yeah. But um, of course the mother assured them this is, this is very wrong. She didn't run away. All of her stuff is in a room. Her purse is in a room. Like all she did was take the money for oh, the ice cream.
0: Man. I was a runaway. Did you ever run away? No. Well, I think
1: I, when I was like five, cause I was gonna show right. my mom and I basically took a suitcase out to the road and then came back I've inside immediately.
0: I, yeah, packed a suitcase, put it under the bed. I did stay out during my, when I was like 13, my drug years. Yeah. Stay out all like overnight and they straight up called the cops. And yeah, I was, I was a runaway. Well, they should
1: have though.
0: Yeah. That's good though. I know. I feel so bad about that. Yeah, you didn't know you were on
1: drugs. I was, yeah. Um, so, The cops check her school records. They see that she's had perfect attendance and that she's, you know, that's not the person that we're talking about. So, um, so they, they start looking into it. Two days pass and they start handing out the, have you seen me flyers? Which of course, again, seems a little late for me. Very late. I don't like it, but, um. Uh, I think bet this is 1989. So back then they were like, we just want to see probably yeah. is, the, is, the, is the idea. Uh, so on day three, a person driving um, down ho- Nevada Boulevard uh, sees garbage bags in a ditch, on the side of the road and goes and looks in them and finds Jennifer's nude body. Um, that
0: poor person who found them. Do you think he knew uh, what it was going on? Like what was looking for? Well,
1: he, uh, there's a very good chance he saw in the news because this was all over the news. This little girl's face. Have you seen me? This girl's missing. So, uh, it, it did hit the news like the next night. Okay. Um, so So maybe that flyer thing was just the cops like on the street doing it because I remember that, Well, I
0: shouldn't say that because I don't know the exact chronology, but... Do you remember, like, the... The big like is it the small enough town where it's like this is what everyone's talking about? hundred percent because this doesn't happen. A hundred percent.
1: This is this this is a town uh just like Petaluma where people did not lock their doors back right. then. And when you see this picture, it's such a nineteen eighty nine picture. She's got braces. She's got these bangs. Mm. She's got the big hoop earrings. Like she's so cute, and she just looks like a girl from your junior
0: high. Those kill me. These sweet kids. Yeah. You know, I always when I see them, I always say I'm so sorry. I know. I, I
1: know so Yeah this poor motorist That is my theory I should say I think that that person saw That a girl was missing on the news And then when they saw The garbage bags pulled over and checked And then their worst nightmare Was confirmed Mm. So um, uh, Everyone's in In the in between time of course, no one let their children leave the house. No one. There were no latchkey kids. Right. Once it was announced that she was missing. Um, so the cops look at the plastic bags and inside. Uh, I, sh- I should say plastic bag. I think it's just the one big garbage bag at the bottom. There were a Sunday school Like. Leaflets and one of the policemen recognized it as that. Oh, my kids use those at their Sunday school So this is like probably a local church Sunday school leaflet. So they decide to start checking all the churches nearby and um, They they map out from her house to the ice cream parlor. What churches are in between and so uh, They go to Bethel Baptist Church on Nevada Boulevard and, um, they notice when the cops show up there, they notice there's four big garbage cans outside. <gasps> two of them have garbage, ca- garbage liners, garbage bag, garbage bags inside of them. And two don't. So they go over and check. It's the same type of garbage. bag. So this
0: probably had happened in the last day. Yes.
1: Yeah. They, they immediately are like, okay, this is, you know, yeah. like this is, can't be a coincidence oh, that's or like, amazing. would be a very, uh, uh, the probability of that being a coincidence. I love when puzzle pieces fit together. Don't yeah. I know. And that they're, you know, this might be a little makeup work, but st- I, everything I read in this, it was like the cops were like eagle eyed. Mm-hmm. And I think that is that thing of a tiny town where it's everybody's daughter. Totally. So, so they see that they match, they see that it's a match of the same type of garbage bag and they, they go and immediately get bloodhounds and they, have the bloodhounds. Um, they, they have them sent on Jennifer's clothing and then the bloodhounds take them directly back to Jennifer's house. So they know that this is the, this is where she ended up. This is the church. Um, So she basically took a shortcut from her house through a creek area that was in the back of the church and then up through the church. So um, they go into the church to look for evidence and they talk to the pastor there who um, shows them something weird that he had noticed. There was a coffee cup that had been, like the coffee had been spilled in the library, but no one um, had picked the coffee cup back up off the floor. So it was just this coffee stain. And it was weird to him because beverages were not allowed in the in the church library mm-hmm. so um you know it's weird enough that someone made that spill but then they didn't even clean yeah. up half of it yeah. basically weird. um so the crime lab comes pulls up the carpet tests it there's blood and bleach so in the same spot yeah oh so he spilled the coffee over it to yes. hide it yes to be wow. there there was a big blood stain but so he was like nope it's a coffee stain. Here's a coffee cup. Oh, see? You know, yeah. don't worry about this coffee stain. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Yeah. So they get onto that immediately. Um, and then when detectives search the rest of the church, they find a brown bomber jacket at the bottom of their clothing donation bin. And it was the jacket that Jennifer wore when she left the house to go get ice cream.
0: Whoa. So now
1: they know. And, and they check the pockets. She had the rubber bands for her braces were in oh. the pocket, so they know it was hers. Um. So now they know this is the... We've got a location. So uh, the pastor remembers that he'd gotten to work early Friday morning. She had disappeared Thursday. And when he got there, the door was not only unlocked, it was ajar. So basically, there were three people on Thursday night that were at the church that could have been involved. Mm-hmm. One was the janitor. One was uh, the youth pastor. And one was the teenager that was helping the youth pastor
0: with gardening. Can I guess? Yes. Uh, the um, youth hell yeah it's the youth but, pastor yeah. oh wait no I was guessing the kid
1: oh shit damn it um, you know what's really funny that you just said that and maybe this is the way it's going The I read a bunch of articles about this but it's such a small town and it was so long ago I could only get these little short ones from the LA Times And then, and of course Wikipedia, Mm -hmm. but then I found the transcript for a TV show called Eye Detective. Have you ever seen that show? Mm -mm. So it's, I don't think it's on anymore. It was on, um, It was on like court TV. It's that old. Yeah. But basically they would lay out a true crime story and then they would, they would tell you the evidence that the cops found and then go, is it a, the youth, B remember that? And you would make a guess. Then they would tell you what the right answer is and why. So you were kind of basically learning how cops do their procedural shit
0: as you watch. Oh, that sounds fucking awesome. So
1: I stumble upon a transcript for the episode about. The Jennifer Moore murder. Holy shit. So, um, so you just, you just intuited something. I think you should be very proud of yourself.
0: But at the same time, I thought, I thought that the youth pastor and the janitor were too obvious. I just, right.
1: I just cheered because it was the youth pastor. I
0: know. Uh,
1: there's always going to be victims in this show. Mm-hmm. Um, so it turns out that the kid that was helping the youth pastor garden had uh, a record and was a bad kid, but his grandma had come and picked him up at 6.30 that night. And so he had a, um, uh, an alibi. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the janitor wasn't at home when they went to go question him. So he was really high up on the list and, um, then they go visit the youth pastor and he's a 29 year old ex Marine named Scott Williams. Um, he owns a, uh, gas station nearby. He's a Sunday school teacher. Um, whatever. He works at the church all the time. So he, every, every, he's well liked by the community, all the stuff we always hear. Um, uh, so they go talk to him and he admits that he was the last person to leave on Thursday night. Um, and he can't account for his whereabouts that night. He's kind of saying there was a meeting at the gas station. Oh, but I did miss it because I was, uh, doing, you know, the gardening or whatever. And he's real evasive. So they're, they're like, we don't like this guy, and Ain't then he's up Yeah, exactly. And then he suggests that he take a polygraph. So they're like, "Oh, well, that's a good way to dissuade anybody." You're, you're insisting you're innocent. Uh, well, he fails the polygraph test, and at the end of it, the polygraph examiner, who I believe was from the FBI, because mm-hmm. they brought the FBI in really early. That's so smart. It's
0: so smart. I wish more. I wish more of that would have happened.
1: Yeah, in a lot of cases. I know. Just get, just get the big boys in. It's totally. not an in, insult uh so they bring so at the end of the polygraph the examiner says you killed jennifer moore and he cracks and cops to the whole thing holy shit which i think is so brilliant because usually in movies and stuff the polygraph examiner is just Mm -hmm. all dry and like did you did you not and making little checks and doesn't care he
0: was like looking at this evidence here's the conclusion and basically played
1: a poker game of like wow you did it. And then he was just like, you're right, I did it.
0: I just think that's so interesting. Had he ever killed anyone or hurt any hit a record? No. No priors. No. no priors. That's so interesting to me because I feel like the people who crack and break down are almost... Like, the people who insist and just fucking lie about it are more sociopathic to me than the people who, like feel how they're feel the remorse. And so they break down and cry because they can't even fucking deal with it themselves. Right. And usually I would say I would, I would wager that those people
1: are the ones it's the one-off uh, totally. crime of passion or the moment or the, you know, whatever it is this opportunity. Well, yeah. Exactly. And that's what this was because, uh, he shows them the rope burn on his hand, uh, where he he strangled her with a piece of rope, mm-hmm. um, so he's just like he said. He the quote is: "I murdered her, I raped her, I strangled her, and I bludgeoned her." So then wow. they know they know they have him. It's not just like coincidental or that yeah. he's been manipulated. He was very specific and basically. Totally barfed it out
0: What a piece of shit So
1: then the cops go to his house And they start talking to his wife Who of course is freaking oh, out The wife The wife always Oh honey And then she tells the cops That they had recently gotten into into a fight Because of the huge bills he was racking up on those 976 numbers from the 80s do you porno? remember is that like sex talk numbers? sex talk numbers that were now they're illegal um, are they illegal they're like there there's all kinds of FCC regulations right. so they're not like it used to be there's 976 commercials it's, it's second it was past 10 o'clock at night that's all tv was yeah um, and when they look into it um, he had huge bills, and his were for a child porn. There's a phone sex. There How was. Was
0: there? Oh. I mean, he
1: found. I, I don't know. I did, That's all the line said. That seems
0: like a fucking FBI setup right there. I mean, yeah.
1: I mean, I, no, I don't think this needs to be said, but I bet they weren't real children. <laughs> Sorry.
0: <laughs> I agree. But I do want
1: to clarify <laughs> <laughs> these would be actresses. Yeah. Phone actresses. Anyway. Uh, So basically he tells the story. He's working outside um, of the church and Jennifer is cutting through from the creek through the parking lot and he sees her and he gets this idea in in his head and so that he's going to like seduce her. So he says, Hey, do you want a Coke? Come in. Mm -hmm. It's hot outside or whatever. And lures her into the library, makes a move on her. She freaks out, tries to run. He grabs her rapes her and as he said strangles her and hits her in the head all in the church library oh honey church let's just remember these things that this is when people have any kind of religious thing that they're does. sometimes
0: let's be suspicious of that even on the outset yeah that a
1: lot of people use religion to hide
0: behind yeah Humans are humans, and just because you're of a specific group of humans doesn't mean that they're, you're exempt from being a terrible person. Exactly.
1: Anyone uh, go, can go to that
0: place on Sunday and sit there in silence and act. Anyone can. Yeah, do. and believe that they're they're right and they're a good person. It's not like you even are like oh, I'm hiding this secret. I'm a bad person. You're just like oh I'm exempted from this because because God. Yeah. And the Bible.
1: <laughs> so he got first degree murder, got a life sentence, no possibility of parole. Thank God. Every ounce of this research, I was like, "Yay, cops! Yep. Yay, judge!" Yep. It rarely happens. We gets we can celebrate it. Um, and that's it. That's the the Jennifer
0: Moore murder of Nevada Castle. That is that is exhausting and sad and horrible. Yeah do they is latchkey kids still a thing i don't think so. well
1: i was starting my sister and i told her this is the story that i'm doing and she goes yeah and that's why we never let kids go anywhere ever by themselves ever right like my our friend adrian has a daughter who's 18 and she was going to the dentist to get but she was going to be sedated oh my and, goodness and adrian called my sister and goes can you go with her
0: yeah she's actually, gonna be sedated. I've heard that about dentist's office though, like there was you know one who would insist that the kid came alone back there, and the uh-huh. mom was like, "Well, go fuck yourself and wouldn't take the kid to the dentist.
1: Yeah, um because the, again, doctors, priests, whatever it is, we don't know. We don't know it doesn't mean automatically that that's a good moral totally. upstanding person.
0: Well, I'm trying to think if I had like a twelve year old son or daughter. Would I be comfortable with them going home from school after after school and being alone? And like, yeah, kind of. Would you be comfortable with that? Yeah. Not these days. Yeah. I mean, not with. I'm surprised I'm being I'm saying that and being so naive, which I don't know if it is, but 12 is a is pretty. I guess once I see a twelve-year-old, I'd be like, "Oh no, never mind." But
1: I mean, it's weird because it we did it from when we were like eight. To, oh, totally. It, I think it's just that
0: cultural thing where, yeah. like, when everyone does it, it's not that big of a deal. Yeah, and also when you have siblings, it's it's better because you have other people around. When it's an only child, it's a little yeah. If you have people to escape the house with when totally. the murder comes in the front door, or just someone you guys have to be responsible for each other, so you're just a little more. Careful, and a little more bitter,
1: like my sister was all of our lives. Absolutely, she had to constantly take me to the bathroom.
0: <laughs> Just ain't so angry for twenty years. My sister always had to pick my napkin up off the floor when I threw it on the ground when I was in a um, high chair. <laughs> Fuck it, she hates me to this day. Like you were making her dance like a monkey uh-huh. for you. Get my napkin, <laughs> Lee. Go pick that up. Hates me. Thanks, mom and dad. It's a thing. It's it sucks to be the older sister. That's for sure. That's true. Being the baby is the best.
1: Yeah. Well,
0: that was... I'm... S- yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, well, that's what we do. <laughs> if you don't like it, we
0: understand. Yeah. Um, yeah. My favorite murder shirts dot com. We're like, give us money now that we've ruined your day. <laughs> 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 now that you'll have nightmares.
1: I think the psych- the psychology of that actually holds up, though. Like, what? Thank you for ruining my day.
0: Yeah. At least we're doing something. <laughs> you lives. know what I mean? <laughs> At least it's something. It makes me feel alive. I feel like there's little bits and pieces of this podcast that make that'll either make people safer, more aware, um, less grateful. Naive. Yeah, yeah. And maybe somewhere like grateful. Yeah. Maybe somewhere change something for the for good for the good mm-hmm. maybe someone will be on a jury someday and be like oh you can't let this guy totally did it and he did do it <laughs>
1: maybe we'll win a peabody award
0: <laughs> that was the next thing i was gonna say <laughs> maybe we'll be crowned yeah. queen victoria
1: queen vicky well i mean you know it's it's uh yeah every- <laughs> Finally, I'm Queen Vicky <laughs> because of a podcast. So when do we get to be Queen
0: Vicky? <laughs> For once in a It's
1: always those British people that get to be the queen. Why can't I? <laughs>
0: right. But we are. We're, we're queen of fucking murder, murder podcast. podcast. Well, we're going to put out a, a um send us your hometown murders, please. Don't give up. Don't give up. My favorite murder at Gmail. We're about to record a mini episode with a few of those, so that's why you should tell us. We're also
1: just be patient because we're getting them from every direction. We yep. get them on the Twitter, which is my fave murder. I'm sorry, at my favorite murder. Mm-hmm. And, uh, w- there's tons and people, we love it. People post them on the Facebook page. It's great. Here's the thing. The more
0: clever and funny they are and well written, the more likely we'll read them
1: because the less work for us. <laughs> we the, just, get, the,
0: yeah. Yeah. We read them all. Create that content. Yeah. Yeah. Um, thank you guys for listening and thank you again for rate reviewing and subscribing and getting us fucking up on that ch- those charts are incredible it's crazy thank you so much for your support
1: we yeah. we honestly are very touched and um, slightly freaked out
0: totally I feel like we're beating a bunch of people at their own game and it's <laughs> freaking me out I'm gonna say it male podcasters <laughs> male comedian podcasters click 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 <laughs> <Goodbye>. <laughs> bye everyone.
1: oh bye you guys oh dudes bye dudes
0: come on everyone loves that a little bit Come on.
1: well it's just fun to um, represent the ladies it is whatever You know what? Stay sexy. Don't get murdered.
0: Bye. Bye.